we what do we think about what Jesus said there in Matthew chapter six, verse one? Let someone read. It's not okay. Six to verse three it works. It's up there, so you can read it. What does it say? You can't read it. Okay. If next, I was thinking about bringing my Apple TV. Would it would be able to connect? It would, but it would be slow. It'd be slow. Okay. So he says, "Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men." I tell you the truth, <clears throat> they have received that reward in full. Six, three. Uh, six verse one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how does that make you feel in the context of an organization making a big deal out of that? What do you think? Right. Chapter six, verse one. I've thought about it. My views about it have gotten even more complicated since last week. But, which is good when you think about something more. What's Jesus saying? You don't know? What do you think Jesus is saying? That was a bad translation. Okay. <laughs> Read this then. Six, chapter 6, verse 1. <laughs> we can read it out loud. No? Okay. English is hard. Okay. So what's he saying? Don't. I guess don't post. Don't post? Boast. Don't boast. So what do we say about an organization that makes as part of their motivation if you give this amount of money we will put your name in lights we will announce it there's no boasting there i don't think either party's boasting okay i think it's just someone saying hey we appreciate you elaborate yeah Mm -hmm. and here's recognition for it that's all i think it's if you're doing it for the recognition yeah then it's so I was, I was thinking about this last week too, and I and I and where I was, I was all focused, so focused on the organization. But I feel like Vigi, and you guys are right in the sense that we need to focus on the individuals. Why are why are you doing this? Are you doing this to get yourself announced? Or are you doing this out of the goodness of your heart? Well, I wonder how, if, if that ever can become pure when we've already tainted it with this, with this <coughs> thing. It, it, it gives me, and, and so like, I feel like the individuals, yeah, we gotta, they gotta focus on their motivation. Their motivation is what's important. The organization I have sympathy for the organization. I, I feel like what Jesus is saying is really, it's hard for me to recon, reconcile it. Jesus is saying, you know, don't do your acts to be, um, to have uh, trumpets in the streets, to be announced in public, to do all that stuff, and then we as an organization will announce you in the streets and say your name in trump- with trumpets. 
it seems contradictory to me. But I, I feel like the reason why the organization is doing that, if, if, if Christians were following Jesus, like Jesus told them to, would this be even necessary? Probably not, right? So the reason why the organization is doing that, and, and you know, I'm part of an organization, this one, right? And what is our, our church needs? Any organization that exists on earth needs what? needs money, right? It needs advertising, too. It needs money. And so organizations are going to... Jesus didn't die for organizations. Right? Jesus didn't die for PCNA. Jesus died for us, right? So an organization is going <coughs> to do what it has to, make decisions. But that's really a sign that there's... Within the hearts of the people, there's something that is not... The priority level isn't focused, right? Like, unless we did this, there's a feeling, there's a feeling among the directors. Why do you think they would even do such a thing? It's because they feel that unless we do this, at least this is my perspective, unless we do this, we're not going to get the response of it. And that seems like a... I disagree with that. What? Go ahead. Even if they're was posting, I don't know who they're posting to, because to be honest, I don't know a single, like... You that are not grown up past college years, marriage like now, still, even those people, they don't even look at the back. They just like gloss at it. Just look who's in there. Just toss the book with a sign. Well, that's that's because you're dealing with a bunch of people who don't don't have the money to even. <laughs> that's it's not it's not for your age group that that's that whole thing happens. Oh. That thing happens in the in the big family. The the older people go to the people with jobs and money and right. all that stuff. Right? And it's in those, in the social club area when they announce these are the people who gave X amount of dollars or who qualify to be this much on this high of a level. Right. It's in that circle that it becomes important. Okay. Right? I, I have, and it could be very much a business aspect, right? I am ABC company. Maybe I, I do ABC and D in the community. I'm, I'm, I want to show to the world what about me. If I want more money, I'm successful. I'm successful. How do I show I'm successful? Advertise. Advertise and also, I give an, a, a certain amount. And so they say, oh, that guy who does A, B, C, and D, you know how much money he gave? He is so, what? Successful. I should call him up. I need A, B, C, and D. And then, you know, you see what I'm saying? And, and so the motivation there gets completely squashed. And, again, it's easy for self-righteous people like me to come up and say, PC, your organization is this and that. Reality is, your organization got to run, got to run a conference. <laughs> got to pay for the hotels. Now, if I was part of that board, I would say, you know, this seems to contradict Matthew 6. That's how I personally feel about it. I would get outvoted. 100 to 1 <laughs> but I would <laughs> ask to resign <laughs> never called back again uh, but I might, I might give my opinion but I'd understand wh where they were coming from getting back to, re to our situation um, can you go to the next one I really feel like this, this part of what Jesus is talking about is so interesting to me that I want to stick around on it for a while Matthew 6 verse 20 if someone can read that Matthew 6, verse 20. <clears throat> this is all on the same theme about Jesus' conversation about finance and 
but store up for yeah. yourselves treasures in heaven, where mouths and moths and vermin do not destroy, and, yeah. and where thieves do not break in and steal. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also. Okay, be. that's good. So, and then I guess we can go down to verse twenty-four. There's so much here. <laughs> We're not going to end. The sermon on the Mount is going to take for like three years, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and then 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Interesting how we, how this all kind of plays into each other. Um, can you go to the... So, remember we talked about what this chart is about? Does anyone remember? If you go back... We'll, we'll go to that one. What this chart is... <coughs> no. The... We're... This... Right. Yeah. So this chart gives you each of the English words on the left-hand side, right? But store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And then gives you the Greek word. That's literally the Greek word. Because the Bible is written in what language, Ray? Greek. Yeah, <laughs> you got it? <laughs> it was written in, the New Testament was written in Greek, right? So Matthew wrote it in Greek. Who is Matthew? Christopher's brother. No. Matthew is the guy who wrote the book named Matthew. So Matthew was a tax collector, disciple of Jesus, but he also wrote this in Greek. So the word he wrote, what does that say? Can someone pronounce that for me? Which word? The, the Greek word. Obviously, you don't know the Greek letters. If you did, that would be impressive. But what does it say below that? Thesaurizit. I think that's how it's pronounced. Thesaurus seat is the actual Greek word. And uh, if you go to the next one, yeah. We'll, we'll s- stay there for a second on story. Yeah, go to the next slide. <coughs> okay. So this is cool. All you have to do this is biblehub.com. If you do like Strong's and you just do the Bible verse, it'll bring this up. It's pretty cool. And you can go into every single word in the Bible and just go into the... So totally for free. What? Really? Yeah. What is it? Well, is it Bible Hub? Bible Hub. Uh, yeah, so Bible if you look here. Biblehub.com. Right there. Yeah, so... If you're wanting to make a message, <laughs> this would be a good place to go. So it gives you the word, the part of speech, the, how to pronounce it. It's great. And so... And it gives you this word study on that. It means properly stored up treasure, riches, a storehouse of treasure, including thoughts stored up in the heart or mind. So, stored, right? A storehouse for precious things, uh, hence a treasure, a store. So what do, you, what do we think about when we think about storehouses? What are we storing up? Why do you store up anything? To keep it safe. To keep it safe, right? Like, if I went to a grocery store, and I went to the grocery store, and I went to where, wherever you want to go, Tom Thumb. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. I asked them, hey, Whole Foods, I want a, I want a glass of milk. They would look at me quizzically. <laughs> Do people go to Whole Foods to get a glass of milk? Yeah. Alright, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick to the point. <laughs> 
generally speaking, people go to the grocery store not. Okay, that's fine. I get the whole, I get the milk from the Starbucks there, right? I say, I don't want coffee. I don't want any of the other stuff. All I want is a glass of milk. And they think, it, they look at you strange. They give it to you. I go home. I drink said cup. Several hours later, what do I need? More milk. So what do I do? Get back. Go there. Go to the Starbucks. And I say, what do you want, sir? I want a cup of milk. <laughs> I give that to them, <laughs> and, and, and so at some point, and then and then I see, I see uh, Matthew there, and Matthew goes, buys a gallon of milk, and I'm like laughing at Matthew, and I'm like Matthew, you are, you're gonna become obese. There's no way you could drink a gallon of milk. That's crazy. Who's gonna drink a gallon of milk? Can anyone drink a gallon of milk? Yeah, I mean, don't go to YouTube right now and like show me somebody drinking a gallon of milk. Those people need Jesus. Don't don't drink a gallon of milk. Don't a gallon of milk at the, at, in one sitting. <laughs> it's not a good idea. So what? Why would Matthew and I start laughing at Matthew? Ha ha! You're buying a gallon of milk. You're ridiculous. You're, there's no way you're going to be able to drink it. Matthew is going to look at me quizzically again, and what's he going to say? But it's going to go bad, Josiah. Oh, wife and kids? Oh, there's a refrigerator? Okay. So you can save it for later. You can do what with it? You can store it, right? You can store it, and it'll last a little bit longer if you put it in the fridge. If you, bought, if you went to the grocery store and how many people love Costco? I like Costco, but they have a problem at Costco. No, so you go there, and they have, I don't know, like piles of bread or muffins. Have you ever seen those muffins that are like the size of somebody's head? And they're like, there's like 10 of them, right? And it's like, who's going to eat that muffin? It's like, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway... <laughs> These are all personal problems. Why am I talking about this? Anyway, so you, you buy like 20 of them, and you take them home. Is that a good idea? And there's only like two or three people who live in your house? I'll say, oh, this is a great deal. I bought 20 of these muffins. This is great. Buy one, get one free, right? Buy 10, get 20 free, right? Why is that a good idea? Why don't we go waste? Like, I'll put it in the refrigerator. It'll go stale, right? It's going to perish. So it's just, again, if you were trying to advise me of how to be an adult, you know, Saju, you don't know what you're doing. You need some guidance. This grocery store, maybe somebody else should do your groceries for you, is the plan. What, what, if somebody was actually living like this, doing these kind of things, wow. having this kind of confusion, having these kind of lights... What would you say about it? What would you say about somebody who was living like this? Buying a bunch of squandering. Squandering? Mm -hmm. Must be nice. <laughs> ha what, what has he lost sense of? What's the point of treasuring? Like we talked about this earlier, right? What's the point of storing anything? To keep it safe. To keep it safe for later, right? But you've got to be smart in what you're preserving. Otherwise, either you're going to 
get too little of something and you have nothing to store, or you'll get too much of something and it'll go what? Bad, right? What are we storing up? Do we store things that last for a very long time? Or not? So let's go what let's go to the next one. Okay. So this is a, an interesting word. Can someone pronounce that? It gives you the explanation there. What's the what what does phonetic spelling mean? Uranos. 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 Sounds like uh, a planet. <laughs> it sounds like one of the planets. It's probably from that because this is Greek, right? And whatever. So it, the literal meaning of that is heaven, right? Heaven, the visible heavens, the atmosphere, the sky, the starry heavens, spiritual heavens. So what are things that we store in heaven? What do you store in heaven? Or where, where is this heaven? Anyway, what, what kind of heaven is he talking about? So it gives you usage, heaven. One of the definitions of heaven is what? Number, uh, letter A, usage, heaven. The visible heavens, the atmosphere, the sky, the starry heavens. So that's one, you know, in, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens, his meaning is the sky and the planets and all that. So is Jesus saying, store up for yourself treasures on Jupiter. What are you talking about? Right, right? No. Where, where, where are these? Is it the second choice? What are spiritual heavens? What are spiritual heavens, Josiah? You have no idea. What are spiritual heavens? The seven heavens. What are spiritual heavens, right? So like kingdom. The kingdom for Well, where are we? Where are we supposed to be? going it's this is a good question actually maybe we'll keep this as a suspense let's go to the let's go to the next one okay this is a, a word that all the medical people would love what what, what is the greek word read it medical person uh, <laughs> Josiah what is it I cardia oh my Cardia. What is cardia, Priscilla? Heart. Wow, interesting. So, a lot of scientific words, right? Christopher have their root in, in Greek, in Greek or Latin, yeah. So that word for heart, cardia, cardiac, cardiac arrest, as serious as a heart attack, all that good stuff. What is it? Myo. Myocardial infarction, right? It's a fancy word for a heart attack, right? Is it? Or did I screw that up? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, cardia, heart. 
this is the the exciting part about this, though, is read this. Can you read this, Josiah? Heart is mentioned. Heart is mentioned. Heart is mentioned over 800 times in Scripture. But. Never referring to literal physical parts of the virus and blood. That is, heart only used figuratively, both in Old Testament and New Testament. Is that for real? I don't know. I mean, I guess the, this is done by Bible scholars, right? Yeah, we're not. I don't think we're going to get to that this week because it's already 9.58. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer is going to take two months, but we're, we're going to. Uh, so, whenever the Bible talks about heart. It never means, at least this is saying, and we could probably go through every single time it's mentioned. It's mentioned over 800 times in Scripture. Every single time it mentions heart, it never is talking about the thing that's in your body that's pumping. I don't think the Bible's ever mentioned that, you know, Joshua had a heart attack, or, or Peter had a, you know, uh, uh, Peter's heart stopped pumping blood, or whatever. You know, it, it, never, it never said that, right? So this heart that they're talking about is not the thing that's, where is it? Where is it? Where, where is the heart? Is it on this side? So this side? What if it was on this side? Would that be, like, very dangerous? It's not that dangerous. It's not that dangerous? If it's in the center, it's a problem, right? It's not that dangerous either. Not that either. There's kids that have the extra cardio. I don't know what I'm talking about. Off the side of the chest. I have found, I have found an exception. Oh, okay, good. Job 37 warning. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Josiah. Tell the scholars you're off. The storm makes my heart beat wildly. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's good. The storm makes my heart beat wildly. The storm, at this my heart pounds and leaps from its place. That's good. Why are we talking about storm? Well, yeah, I mean, that that's true, but it's not, but you got you to gotta take into account that you could weasel your way out of that by saying that what they're, they're talking about here is the literal physical pump that drives the blood. And so this thing that's beating deep in his heart is like just maybe something that's worrisome. Like my heart, when I get emotional, when I get strained, I, I, feel, I feel like it's beating faster. But it's not necessarily talking about the point of this thing is to drive the blood, right? The point of it is what's before that, right? So the heart, the effective center of our being and the capacity of moral preference. I like the part where it highlighted our desire decisions that establish who we really are. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Right? Not the thing that's pumping blood, right? But the heart here is talking about this. You got to look at it from the, the biblical viewpoint, right? The heart is that center of who you are that determines what kind of person you are. Deep down. The heart, right? And that's where we come up with all this motivation questions, like, why are you doing the things you're doing? What are the things that you're purchasing? What are the things that you're putting your most effort in storing, right? Because ultimately, the bread's going to go bad, the milk's going to go bad, the everything's going to go bad, right? Moth will destroy your clothes, 
even your moth, your clothes will smell all like mothballs. The moths will still come. The vermin will eat all your food, right? The thieves will come and steal your your forty inch, I don't know, forty inch, hundred inch flat screen TV, right? The thieves will steal all of those things. But what's the thing that's never gonna go away? Hmm? Your heart? <laughs> Your soul, right? Yeah? The thing that is never going to go, what, where is your importance on that thing? Right? And so <clears throat> we look back into the, the first century. Jesus dealing with people who were concerned about right now, you know, are we worried about how much money we're making or how much money we have? Or are we wealthy in this Jewish society? Jesus knows 40 years from now, the whole thing will be destroyed. So you're concerned about things that are going to perish, right? Like the disciples came to Jesus and said, do you see all these great, beautiful buildings? Jesus said, what? Every single one will be knocked down. And Jesus' most famous speech but the most famous speech in history given by anyone ever. Do you, do you agree? Why would I say that? Hmm? Why would I say that it's the most famous speech ever given? Ever. No one's ever said a more famous speech in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, but I mean, I think there's just there's things that Jesus say here, like, turn the other cheek, Store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Love your enemies. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. All of these are super famous things. Go the second mile. How many people have heard go the second mile or go the next mile? You not heard that before? All of these phrases we've heard of. Why have we heard of it? Some people don't even know. Oh, go the second mile is probably something, or go the next mile, or go the extra mile. You've heard of that before, Vigi? Like, see people say, go the extra mile. Do they even know where it comes from? It's from Jesus. Go the extra mile, right? Um, but anyway. So, this guy, what is he doing in this picture? You see? He's throwing up. He's throwing up. Why is he giving that face? Is it because the... What it has to do with what I talked about last week? He doesn't like what happens to milk, Benji, after a while? It gets spoiled. Yeah, th th that's probably what happened there, right? But look at that orange flavor thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Milk <laughs> 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 spoiled too. Spoiled. There's a reason why I got those two uh, juxtaposed in there. Uh, <laughs> He's drinking spoiled milk in his very golden, uh, was you said Lamborghini? I don't know, I don't know. It's probably some sort of fancy name of that. He's like Well, with a group of people, Sadducees and tax collectors, people who are making money off of being in the Roman Empire. Remember I had a, we talked a long time ago about people getting scammed at the uh, temple? Remember? Ooh. With the temple coins? 
People not liking tax collectors. Tax collectors were getting wealthy off of the money. Yeah. And Jesus is saying to all of them, you guys got your money. You got your wealth. There's a group of people there. Because they might have been happy because Jesus was saying all this stuff about, against violence. They might have thought Jesus was like a collaborator like they were. But he's then saying to them, no, I'm not like you guys either. Why? Because Jesus could see something that was going to happen. What did Jesus see was going to happen? It's the second bullet point. Yeah, Jesus knew that in 40 years... The temple was going to be destroyed. Yeah, so all these people who were focused on all their money and all their wealth and all their stuff and their golden Lamborghinis, you know, they all drove around in golden Lamborghinis back, back then, right? 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 They had Henry Ford's cars back in the time of Jesus. Did they have... Did they have? Did they have cars back in the time of Jesus? They didn't even have convertibles. They didn't even have convertibles. Did they have a regular? <laughs> they, have... <laughs> they don't even have pickup trucks. They didn't have pickup trucks. They didn't even have pickup trucks. Did they have wheels? They had wheels. But what was the power back then? Horses they had horsepower or manpower, camel right? Power. They either and camel power. Oh. The only way you power. could move anything was with a donkey or some sort of animal or a human being. There was only way. That's the only energy they had, the only muscle they had back then. They didn't have cars. They didn't have engines. So they didn't have cars or trains or anything like that. Right. But the point is, they had lots, some of the people there, most of the people were poor and desperate, right? But there was a group of people there who were doing well. They were wealthy. They didn't maybe have the golden cars, but they had gold, everything else, right? And they were living it up. And Jesus is warning them and saying, you guys are focused on things that are perishing, right? Because Jesus could see in 40 years' time, what? That this temple was going to be destroyed. That the nation was going to be destroyed. The capital city was going to be destroyed. The whole thing was going to be destroyed by the Romans. And the Romans were going to mess it all up. And so, like, what was the point of focusing on all, collecting all this money? I collected all this money and I put it all in my luxuries and everything. And then what happened? The Romans came and destroyed the whole thing. Took all my stuff. What was the point of focusing on that, right? There was no uh, Yeah. Which is not Basically. <laughs> Maybe you should use your glasses. That, that's that's kind of right. Um, yeah, that's basically what Jesus was kind of saying. So thank you. That's right. So, I mean, the focus shouldn't be on things that are going to be coming to an end. You know, you it's we look at the guy with the spoiled milk because he had the milk too long. And he had maybe too much milk. And he didn't need to have that. He bought too much and it went away. Well, he wasted money. That's money he wasted. You bought it from Costco, right? Too much. What's it? Yeah, uh, I had a lot of stuff from Mary. And it's not just spoiled. Why? Why is it spoiled? Huh? You don't know? Well, it depends on how. 
It depends on how cold it was. You know, eventually, you wait another month, that milk will go bad. It's a law of nature. Milk goes bad. There's no, no doubt about it. It's going to go bad. Unless you have some magical milk that I've never heard of, your milk will go bad. Just like that Lamborghini is going to go bad. You know, you... It's going to rust out. You can, like, you, you, you might see some crazy guy sell his house hey. or two houses to buy that thing. And then he'd be, like, r r going around with his Lamborghini. And then, and then people... And then crash into the... Volkswagen. In Volkswagen and his, his car doesn't work anymore. What was the point? And then people will ask him, oh... That's a fancy car. That's so great. And he's like, yeah, look at my fancy car. But I need somewhere to live. No his, his priorities yeah. were totally messed up. You only have a car. And car he's wasting all of his fuel. Exactly. You can't use it anymore. Now you, wa you, you wasted all your money, so you can't buy yeah. a house. I Jesus said a parable about that, right? What it was about. Jesus said a parable about a man who spent all his time and money building this because he had a very good what harvest, and he built a big. He took all that harvest, all the money he got from the harvest, and did he spend it to help the poor with it? Yes. All right. He built a very big barn to put all of his grain in. That's the story. Not you don't remember? Come on, it's most famous. Anyway, so. God then so told the man, the very night he built a bigger barn, he's like, oh, I have created this great barn, and I am so rich, and I will sleep with such peace. And God said to him, this very night, this, no, no, he said, this very night, your, uh, uh, your life will be gone. And then Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul, right? And so it's very, very much the focus here is what is our priority? And to those people there, he is saying, you guys are trusting in your violent weapons for some people and your, uh, for other things. Some of you are trusting in your wealth, and even that is not something to be trusted in. So let's go to the next one. And this is kind of like... Uh, Joe, so this is kind of like a... Um, Oh, what's it called? Uh, like a midterm exam. Pop quiz. <coughs> midterm exam on the Sermon on the Mount. Everybody take out your papers. We're going to have a test. You ready? And your number two pencils. And your number two pencils, because this is a Scantron test. But, but I don't have an optical scanner, so I, I don't know how it's going. But anyway, that'd be cool though, right? No. We're not going to have a pop quiz, but I thought that it'd be useful to go over some of the themes we've talked about so we can have an understanding of what I believe is the most famous and the greatest speech of all time, the Sermon on the Mount by our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so far, we haven't finished it yet, but I just wanted to kind of go over some of the high points. So, the first thing is I have uh, the left... I have a roadside. Says what? Rewards. Next exit. That'd be a cool exit. How did they make it look? Oh, you get a reward when you exit. How did they make it look? It's called Photoshop, my friend. It's very easy. That takes like three seconds. But anyway, rewards. Next exit. Or it might be a town called Rewards. It's possible, you know. There's so many weird towns. 
like especially in Texas, like how many different towns? Huh? Arkansas. Anyway, <coughs> Jesus is focused on our character, right? So we talked about four different factions of Jews, right? One of the factions were Pharisees. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, unless your righteousness is greater than that of the Pharisees, right, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. And one thing he focuses there is on obeying the law. It's the focus is not on how many boxes you can check, but it's about your character, right? He's looking for you to change from the inside out. That's <coughs> kind of how, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. To, to do things because they are right. Not just because, oh, you want to get a reward for it. You know, with today's Father's Day. So, does a good son obey his father because he's going to get something out of it? Because he's going to get a reward? Huh, Sam? Does a good son obey his father, a good daughter obey his father just because he's going to get something? Oh, I'll give you something? No. Right? He does it because it's the right thing to do, right? It's that your character is that of an obedient heart. And so, but a good father will reward what? A good son. So that's, that's how we should look at rewards and punishments, right? We shouldn't do things for the reward because we're good children of God. But, a good, but God is a good father, right? So he will reward those who are good. So that is... The Pharisees had that, that problem. They were so focused on checking the boxes, making sure they followed the law, that they forgot the point of God's law. Then there was the next group, the Sadducees, high priests, wealthy people. We were just talking about them. And Jesus talks about here about they have already received their reward. What does it mean to have already received your reward? Jesus responds, says it over and over again in the Sermon on the Mount. They have already received their reward. What's he talking about? Yeah, I mean, there's so much of our time. The reason why we're good to people who are good to us is because they'll reward us later by being friendly towards us. That's how you get your own reward right now. Or those who give all their money so that they can be praised on earth. Remember we talked about that a few weeks ago? They've already received what? Their own reward. And rewards on this earth, it goes back to what we talked about before, will only lead to extreme disappointment because this world is coming to an end. Jesus is saying that very clearly in the Sermon on the Mount. This whole situation is going to change for the Jews at that time because their nation was going to be destroyed in 40 years' time. But for our own lives. There's a great change that's going to happen to all of us. What are two big things that are coming? Two big things that are going to happen. Second coming. Rapture. Well, second coming, rapture, I put that all in one category. What's the other thing that's going to happen? To all of us. No matter what. Well, it starts with a D. Yes. All of us will pass a river, cross a river at some point. I'll put it that way for the younger people. Either one of two things are going to happen. We're going to cross that river or Jesus is going to come back. Either way, there's going to be a great change happening. A massive change. 
a juncture point, a door. Like we're in this room. This is the sanctuary, right? If I walked past that door through that hallway, where will I be? On the other side of the door, right? Yeah. Will, will the other side of the door be like this room? No. It's going to be very different. Yes. It's the lobby, right? I'll get food there. Yeah. I won't get food here, likely, unless I'm breaking the rules. Or <laughs> right? And then I'm going to cause a problem. But, but the point is, it's a different room. There's different things there. It's a change. It's not like this room. So we're all crossing to a different room. Huh? So we're all going to move towards another room at some point. What's going to be in the other room? Chairs. What else is going to be in the other room? You guys are getting too literal on this metaphor. What's going to be on the other side of the room? A different colored carpet. Eternal life. Guaranteed for all of us, no matter what? Not all of us. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. That's an that's a old-fashioned word that people think they're cool say. Oh, snap. On the other side of the hallway, I'm going to find eternal life? Maybe. What if I spent this life focused on getting friends, making money, having a good time, what? making God my least priority, but focusing on everything else? When I cross onto the other side of the room, what am I going to find? Eternal life? No. No. Death. Death. Huh? Eternal life. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe. But that's what we would call eternal death, right? Or, or, you know, that that no one would call that life. That's not not where you want to be when you go to this other side of the room, right? And, and, And this is the thing, the change... This radical break, this shift is happening. And we, we all act like this room is all there is. There's always going to be this room forever and ever. Especially young people think that way. YOLO. Who says YOLO? T-shirt. Chad. Chad? What does YOLO mean? Right. What is that supposed to mean? Right. Because there's only one room, right? There's no doorway. It's just a room. You live your life in the room, and then it's over. There's no other place to go. So you only live? Once. Once. So what does it matter? Nothing matters, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, I don't see how if you only think this is the room and there's no other place. And there's no escape. There's nowhere else. I don't know how that doesn't lead to what? Despair. Right? But we have hope, right? We have hope. What is our hope? God. That when we cross the door, who we're going to see? Jesus, right? But only if we live this life not focused on saving our life. And that's what Jesus says, right? Um, Later he says, those who try to save their life very paradoxically, will, will lose it. Whereas those who will lose their life, we're getting right. So it's, it's, and we'll probably talk about that whenever we get to that. But so, already received their reward should scare us a little bit. Am I receiving my reward? Is that what I'm focused on? Like he says, you know, blessed are the persecuted, blessed are those who are hated now. Right? Are we focused on being loved now? 
Is that our key thing? Being appreciated now, being loved now, having friends now, having money now? No. Having fun now? Is that what it's all about? No, it's all about God. It's about God. It's about our future. It's about experiencing the life that God has for us. So and not the life out another, another temptation, though, that we might have is we might turn inward. And we might decide, okay, I just want to focus on being the most holiest person in the world and just pray and do and be holy and not help any single person ever and don't do anything for anyone ever, ever again. But I'm the most holiest person in the history. It's Jesus... And that's what you could call the Essene party was doing, right? Just going out into the desert and trying to obey God. Is that what Jesus called for us to do? No. No. Because what did he call us to do? Because it's also in the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest speech of all time. He called us to be what? The salt of the earth and the light of the world, right? Yeah. Be a city on a hill, right? Which is another great American president. Ronald Reagan said that in his speech, that we should be like a city on a hill. But he was talking about America. We're supposed to be that light to the world, right? A shining light, a salt of the earth. That lady who came a few weeks ago said it in our Sunday school class. She explained it to us, what salt of the earth meant. You guys remember what she said? What does salt do in that time? Because we, we, we realize, just like they don't have cars, Joel, what else they did not have in their kitchens? Food. They had food. I hope. They did not have a fridge, right? So what so would they, they, use the they what use would happen the to their food? It would get Unless they had what? Salt. Salt, salt, right? Salt does what? It helps Bread. preserves food, right? Yeah. We're supposed to be salt of the earth. That meant something very specific to them, right? Preserving the good in the world that is perishing. God's called us to be salt of the earth. Light of the world. How, and so, let's go to the next one, and we'll probably have to end it. The last part is about the agape love, unconditional love. Thank you for loving me unconditionally. And that, those are the Greek words, Greek letters to the word agape. And we talked about agape, which is the unconditional God love, godly love. And that goes into love your enemies, do good to those who persecute you, turn the other cheek, go the second mile. All those famous things that Jesus said, which is anathema to those people who focus on violence first, the zealots, who have their swords and their spears and everything else ready to violently overthrow the Romans. Jesus has this message to them. Love your enemies, do good to those who persecute you, right? And focusing on the humanity and infinite worth of others, even when they do not treat us the same way. Because God's called us to a higher calling to see the humanity and the fact that Jesus was willing not just to die for our friends and family, but was willing to die for who? Even our enemies. Profound, right? So those, even those who, God, who are mistreating us, our prayer shouldn't be that they experience what we're experiencing. Our prayer should be that they find Jesus. So that's what we've learned so far. We're going to have to draw to a close now.